wild woman brought up a wild child who will make her acceptable for society. She seems intelligent. There are two paths you can take, Enola. Yours or the path others choose for you. It is time to find my mother. The game is afoot. <laughs> and oh, what an adventure we're about to have. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast, where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok Ooh. at Forever Fan Pod. Nice. Uh, same handle every social? <laughs> we are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. We want to make sure you can find us. Yeah. The reason we're going into TikTok is because a lot of people have asked us to. So we are now going to start. So by all means, it's at Forever Fan Pod. Please follow us. We will uh, try to follow as many people as possible so that we can kind of figure out how to use it. But in the meantime, um, we are going to be discussing a film that actually launched on Netflix September 2020. So we are reaching back into the vault <laughs> a little bit to review the uh, Netflix original movie, Enola Holmes. Well, we we thought it would be good to review the first film as the sequel is now out on Netflix. So we're going to be reviewing Enola Holmes 2 on the next episode. So one yeah, you can't two. review two without one. Right. So, so it made perfect sense. Um, but as always, spoilers are ahead. So if you have not seen Enola Holmes 1, please be aware that we are going to be talking about major plot points. So pause us, watch the film, and then come back to listen to our discussion. Why are you doing... Because the lead is Millie Bobby Brown. Oh, all right. Okay. And I am channeling Stranger Things. Hopefully it comes out before I'm 70. Ah, uh, yeah. Season yeah. five. Anyway. Okay. Um, how is it that it's November already? The years seem to go by faster and faster and faster. It's because we've gotten old. <laughs> no, truthfully, because like when you're a kid and when I went to school, the school was on two floors and I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to the second floor. When I'm big, people will respect me. No, when you're big, you have to pay bills. So <laughs> time goes by faster because all your time is spent paying bills. Well, I mean, yeah, there, there is the getting older aspect, but hopefully we're also getting wiser. We're you fine know. wines. Oh, it, it, yes, absolutely. You know, and and the new the new year is around the corner, so that's new opportunities and maybe new adventures. And I know you are planning the new adventure, which is another reason why we have TikTok at Forever Fan Pod. Yes, because there's going to be some fun videos we're going to be uploading from all of our wacky adventures next year. Yes, several, several, several of them, and the delicious mischief we're going to have. <laughs> but for now, we are going to talk Enola Holmes adventures. So, yeah, the game is going to be afoot when it's April, May, <laughs> June, uh, July, all right, November. Okay, all right. But can I can I tease everybody because like, the, and I know we're we're kind of going into it, but a little extra banter. I feel like Golden Girls. Picture it, twenty twenty four. It is, going, it is going to be a massive milestone of a birthday for my wife. And one of the things we always planned was to do a huge trip for a specific birthday number that we don't mention because age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. And it happens to be to a specific part of the world that is very hard to get to. Yes. So I think you should stop there. Oh, okay, fine. So that we can start our discussion. <sighs> in our house. Yes. All right. I'm, not, I, I'm, not I'm bringing you away. back. Bringing you back. So I'm going to jump right into uh, the IMDb description. Mm -hmm. 
When Enola Holmes, Sherlock's teen sister, discovers her mother missing, she sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. And I'm not going to do an accent because I can't. And so to add to that uh, summary, Enola's older brother, Mycroft, wants to send her to finishing school so she becomes a, quote, proper woman, end quote. But she figures out the ciphers that her mother leaves her, along with a lot of money to sustain her, so she goes searching for her mum in London. That's where we find all of our different adventures, if you will. So just jumping right into, I think the casting was on point here. Mm. Um, I mean, I do have a little bit of... um. In regards to casting. Okay. But uh, overall, I think they chose really well. And Millie Bobby Brown, she has an aura about her where she can play this innocent, but also very tough, very, very quickly. I mean, you know, this is, and this I didn't know, this this Enola Holmes is actually based on a young adult mystery series by American author Nancy Springer. And Millie Bobby Brown really is like a perfect, I've not read the books, but in this role, it is really perfect for her. Yeah. When a casting is just right, you no longer see the person. You just see, and that's how, it's I a mean, character. It's called acting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But when you're watching something and the casting is on point, mm-hmm. you can't see anybody ever playing this. Correct. Except for the people they've cast. Right. And, you know, Henry Cavill, uh, Sam Claff, uh, Claflin, I always destroy that name for some reason, um, Helena Bonham Carter, Mm-hmm. Fiona Shaw still as Miss Harrison. I'm yes. still bitter whenever I see anybody from Killing Eve. <laughs> still a little bitter about that. Not gonna All lie, right. but we're not talking about that. We're but talking about the the relationships that they had, the the chemistry. It was all there, mm-hmm. and it's it's a nice, seamless, fun, light hearted film. I mean, if you're looking for Shakespeare, it ain't here. No, but the the thing that I liked about this is that. You know, it's it's a giant puzzle, right? Yes. And and you know, trying to figure out the clues. Like I'm there trying to okay, can I figure this out before Enola does? And no, I can't. Because my <laughs> you mind got just mad doesn't at me. <laughs> well, I was gonna say my mind doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, but there were certain things that I did see and I'm like, Oh, okay, very cool. But yeah, it all of the twists and turns just kept me guessing and kept me going the other direction it's a good balance like you like harry potter i'm not a Mm -hmm. huge fan of it Mm -hmm. but i will say that the stories have a good balance of where you have the intrigue the mystery the action Mm -hmm. and the development of characters and i felt like there's this i don't want to say method necessarily Mm -hmm. but there are beats and points you hit within writing this follows that very well to where you Again, I'm not looking for Shakespeare. I'm looking for something to entertain me for a few hours that is innocent and lighthearted in a time where, frankly, everything, when 2020 came out, everything was going to the, you know, I the can't, I, yeah, well, I was looking for my little sensor button. The, the There yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it it's perfect. And like I said, between the casting and everything and the story is cute. I, I did see, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, that some people didn't like the little animations where it would have like everything figured out and come together and how they deciphered things. Oh, I love that though. That I was... thought it made it stand out from other series or, or films like this, that mm-hmm. that was a little quirkiness and the way that the narration would go over it. I thought that was interesting. Well, it's supposed to be tongue in cheek also. I like that aspect of it. I like the fact that they interspliced Enola being taught by her mom 
and showing how how the relationship is like really really strong and why she why the mom left you know is is a big mystery because it it doesn't coincide with how she brought up Anola. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it feeds into the intrigue and it kept me like wanting to see, okay, where is this going? Yeah. I, I liked, like you mentioned, the intersplicing of, of Enola with her mom and at a young age. Mm-hmm. I also liked seeing how Sherlock and Enola were together mm-hmm. and, and uh, Mycroft. If you look at Sherlock and Mycroft, Sherlock kind of is the guy outside the box, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have Mycroft who's prim, proper, everything must be to the letter. Mm-hmm. And even the way he's trying to, you will act like a proper lady. In, yeah. in the snippet of the trailer you chose, it's, my God. And it's in reference to her not having a hat because it makes her head itchy mm-hmm. and not having any gloves. Yeah. She's not brought up proper. It, it's a very interesting dynamic because Enola kind of, and if you reverse her name, one of the things in the trailer, it says Enola says alone. Mm-hmm. Because she really is on her own path, her own way, and she's a blend of both. She does like to be proper when it's necessary. She knows what to do. She just doesn't understand why she has to. Right. So she's going about her own way, but doing it the right way. The right way for her. Exactly. So in her mind, she's, quote, prim and proper. Mm -hmm. And she's also looking outside the box and seeing the bigger picture like Sherlock. Yeah. So it's a perfect blend of the two. And if you look at siblings that have three, in my case, I can say this because I have two older brothers. I do think I'm a perfect mix of both brothers because I learned by watching them. Mm. So that sibling birth order weirdness, I found absolutely really well done and funny. Yeah. Well, you're the youngest. I am the baby. You are the youngest. And so is Enola. And so, yeah. Yeah, I totally. (laughs) Baby sisters unite. (laughs) Um, but yeah, there there is something a baby that the youngest of the family can understand mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. So diving a little bit into themes, I mean, we we touched upon it a little bit already, but one of the bigger themes that um, that was really apparent here, right? Yeah, this was uh, I don't even remember. It's like a period it's like, piece. It's a period piece, um, maybe early 1900s or so. But the thing that I that really stood out to me was like the the missing poster for Tewksbury, mm-hmm. right? It said 50 pound reward. Whereas for Enola, her poster only said four pounds. And that the the fact that women <laughs> since since time in memoriam. In memorial. Memo- I always screw that up. <laughs> time in memorial have been bound less. Well and and again, when has it changed? That's my point. Right. Yeah. That it's just it's highlighting the fact that there's always this disparity between men and women when there really shouldn't be. No. Right. And this this film is highlighting the fact that Enola can fight Enola can can take care of herself. She can figure things out. And even when she's lost, you don't fear for her. She'll be OK. Whereas yeah. Tewksbury, you're like, OK, he needs a little bit more protection because he's like been shielded from. Yeah. The outside world, quote, unquote. He's lived in a bubble. Yeah. Where she has, and her mother like prepared her for what's there. But I also felt that Tewksbury lived in a bubble because he had followed the prim and proper. Mm. He had done everything that he was told to do and couldn't really figure out what his strengths were. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, at the end, he found his strengths were outside the box, yeah. like Enola, right. going against the grain, doing things that were different, which is why this whole case came to be. Yeah. The other thing here were the the ciphers, 
that mm. I thought were fascinating. You figured that out before I did. I have to give you credit there because well, you don't give yourself credit enough for it. Well, it's hiding in plain sight, right? The flowers are, are out there. The fact that the flowers tied Enola and her mom, Eudoria, together. Mm-hmm. Tewksbury is a plant person, right? And and knows a lot about flowers. So there's there's also a connection there. So I, I found that parallel, like really intriguing. And it was also interesting because people looked at Tewksbury in regarding the flowers as if it was an unnecessary, like frivolous thing. Mm-hmm. And he found it to be calming for him. Like that was his safe place. Right. In Enola's case, she learned all about flowers and all about science and counterbalance and balance and all of this stuff because her mother wanted her to know as much as possible about the world and how it worked. Mm-hmm. So again, that connection, which you pointed out to me, I, I kind of was figuring out the bigger mystery and missed the little pieces. And that's one of the things I love uh, about our conversations is you bring up parts that I kind of don't see because I see the huge umbrella before I see the little stuff. Whereas I usually see the little stuff before I see the big picture. Yeah, and when you pointed it out to me and I started running in my head back through the story, you got to say excellent writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it also takes, you know, the acting like you were saying earlier to bring that to life mm-hmm. and to make it like really believable, right? Yeah. So any other themes or good that we want to talk about here? No, not really a theme, but it felt like the movie was just a fun all-around young adult mystery where there was a lot at stake, but it didn't feel overly dark. Yeah. I think part of what made it a little bit lighter is that Enola really does break the fourth wall like consistently, Mm -hmm. right? I think I put that in the cute that she does that. But it also, by doing that, it brings in the audience a little bit more, right? So she's taking us on this journey. She knows that we're watching her. She's, we're going through that with her. And as a, as a viewer, it kind of felt like, oh, she's letting us in on secrets mm-hmm. that nobody else knows. Yeah. Even though, I mean, we know. <laughs> the game yeah. is afoot. But it is. I mean, you get the point. Yeah. And I agree with you on the cute. Um, let's finish the cute, though, since we're there. Uh, you don't want to go to the bad? We'll, we'll go to the bad last because you okay. started the cute. Okay. Um, Sherlock bringing Dash to Enola oh, when she was at boarding school. Oh, that little stuffy. Just so cute. Um, and it was the first time, I think, throughout the whole thing that he sort of let his walls down a little bit mm-hmm. when he said that he thought um, that the mother thought that she was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Because Enola doesn't really, at that point, she was still looking and and at least it felt to me that she was not confident in herself she was ready to give up all the stuff well she's she has that doubt like why did mom leave me yeah right and then she had doubt in, in herself and her abilities mm-hmm. and so he kind of let his wall down a little bit he brings her this stuffy and then he says you know mom thought you were extraordinary and in the way it was delivered it kind of felt like he was also saying he felt she was extraordinary too but he right. couldn't Bring himself to say that because it's Sherlock Holmes. I don't think that he, at this point anyway, he's not ready to like really fully bring the walls down, right? He's been away for for a long time. So He's also under a lot of pressure. He's Sherlock freaking Holmes. Right. I mean, he's got a shadow 10 miles long. He's got a brother that's got a, you know, the walking cane up his butt. Well, he... The older brother is in like this high mucky muck position, so Mm -hmm. he has to be. Yeah, but my point is, you know, Sherlock is in demand everybody expects greatness of him and at a certain point that's got to weigh you down Mm. 
So you can't doubt yourself. You can't say anything. So for you to admit and face emotions, even in certain spots, you know, he says, leave emotions out. So he has made himself emotionless for a reason. So I thought that was adorable. The connection between or the play with Millie and Henry, the way they play off each other, I loved. I thought it was adorable. Yeah. So the other cute here that I have written down was that there's this move called a corkscrew move that Enola just could not figure out, mm-hmm. right? It's the only move that has eluded her to this point. And when Tewksbury was in danger, that's when she figured it out. So it's just like, okay, it's now or never. Like she wasn't thinking about it. She knew what she had to do. She just had to let muscle memory like take over. And it was just, oh, she's saving him. Yeah, the reverse. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump into the bad. All right. No more and cute? No. Okay. I mean, unless you have something else that I've missed. Uh, No, that's all I have. Okay. So bringing in my... Oh, wrong button. Bringing in my... Um, <laughs> Sorry, I used the wrong button. The age is hard for me. At the time of this, I don't, I don't remember how uh, old Millie Bobby Brown was, but... Like 16, 17, maybe? Okay. So about 16, 17, and he's 39 now? And she's 18 now. Yeah. And they're playing brother and sister. And it's hard for me. Well, it could happen. We all know yeah. you can have breaks in between children. I'm not saying it's not feasible. But what I'm saying is the man is almost 40 playing her older brother when legitimately he could be her father. Mm. Whereas when she hits 40, she will be playing either the mother or the grandmother. Yes. So it, it's the whole the old Hollywood conundrum, I yeah. guess, for so it's women. Not, it's not a dig at the movie Again, the casting was great. I'm not negating how good they were. I'm just saying it's it's something we do need to, as a society, look at and be like, okay, it's got to be brought up every single time it happens, just so it's not ignored. Mm. For me, though, you know, I I see what you're saying there, mm-hmm. um, but for me, the the age difference between them probably helped in the storyline of making Enola feel alone, right? Because her older brothers were both, you know, doing their careers and whatever, and she was still home. And Distinctly yeah. possible. I, I can see that. So, you know, to me, that's, that's within the story context, it works, but taking it into the larger, okay, Hollywood, you know, the, the way they, they do things, yes, that is a problem. I agree with you. Um, for me, the, the only bad that I had was that you figured out that the grandmother... <laughs> Is the one who wanted yeah, to preserve you, England. You didn't, England. You didn't like that. I, England's past. I'm like, really? And I, I remember really? looking at you going, well, it's usually when when we looked at it logically, I said, well, who else will gain from it? Right. Because I mean, he wanted to change things. He yes. wanted women to have more rights. He wanted to take care of the planet. Who loses? Yes. It's usually those in power who have the most to lose from a change down below. And that, you know. Right. I guess the thing that really bothered me was that a grandmother wanting to kill her own grandchild because he's standing in her way of preserving her old life. It was like, oh, I'm sure that that happens. And I'm just like, oh, really? That's just wrong. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I watched Game of Thrones, so that was like, that's nothing. (laughs) I did not, so (laughs) it's a shocker. It's disturbing. Mm -hmm. It is disturbing, but it's also, it's the time. And, And to be honest, and even in today's day and age, you know, how many people disown their kids or throw them to the curb because they don't fall yes. into line and, and agree with their lifestyle or religious choices and want to just live in their truth. So yeah, I understand. So it's still disturbing no matter, you know, what time frame or who does it. What century? Yes. Underst- I said time frame because you never know. Somebody could be listening to this in 3021. <laughs> 
and turn around. Maybe, ooh, maybe it would be like Bill and Ted where we're like oh part my of goodness. the archives or something. <laughs> Speaking of old. Um, <laughs> okay. Stop it. So uh, I guess that is our discussion of Enola Holmes. And so now it is time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. I hope I hit the right button. Yay, it was the right button. Yay. Okay, so we rate Enola Holmes 4.5 stars. Yay! Yay! We agree on this rating. And uh, just a quick note, according to Wikipedia, Netflix has picked up the distribute... Ah? Wow! It's like, hold on. Mm -hmm. I done speak (laughs) it wrong. Um... Anyway, Netflix picked up the distribution rights to Enola Holmes from Warner Brothers and released it on their platform in September of 2020. Since they couldn't show it in theaters due to COVID-19, Enola Holmes has become one of the most watched original Netflix films over the first four weeks of release. And truthfully, it is not hard to see why. It's a great mystery. It's superbly acted, in our opinion, and has tons of fun moments mixed in with tender scenes action sequences you know the moral story the moral thread of the story the point is it's just an all-around fun family film that i think all ages can enjoy Mm -hmm. and so it's amazing that it's done that well yeah we have said it before and i will say it again the transparency is completely lacking so we don't know what anything needs or sees to get renewed so to know that it was the uh, most one of the most watched original Netflix films over the first four weeks of release is surprising and amazing and wonderful, and I'm glad that it's happened. It's great, yeah. And and after we watched it, I remember telling you, Kimberly, that you know this was really fun, and I wondered if they were making Enola Holmes too. Given that it was the most watched of the first four weeks, I'm glad that they actually did do Enola Holmes too, and we will be reviewing it, like I said, um, in the next episode. And, you know, there are seven books, apparently, in the series, right? So I'm really looking forward to our discussion of the sequel and how seeing how the sibling rivalry unfolds. And so far, you know, seeing this film, if we're giving scores, right, I think Enola has one and Sherlock has zero. Ooh. Mm. Tune in next time on Enola Holmes 2 when we find out if Sherlock has hit part two. Did he score a point or has Enola left him in the dust? Wait, 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 wait. Go, Enola. Oh, my goodness. It doesn't work because it's too many syllables. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, forgive my antics, but that is going to uh, do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Was there anything we missed and that you thought we should have covered? Let us know uh, either uh, via voicemail, via speakpipe.com forward slash Forever Fangirls podcast or on any of our socials, including TikTok at Forever Fan Pod. And make sure to hit that little subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Leave a review if you feel up to it. Do all the things. We love you and thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, and until next time, stay safe. Be kind and remember, as Enola Holmes said, being alone doesn't mean that she has to be lonely. Eudoria wanted Enola to find her freedom, her future, and her purpose. The future is up to us. Let's go and grab it. <laughs>